0: DBM East Lansing, you are listening to Warning Track, the student voice of Michigan State Baseball, bringing you news, analysis, updates, and much more for the Spartans.
1: Welcome in to Episode 2 of the Warning Track Podcast for the 2019 season. We are buzzing today on the Warning Track Podcast. Not only is one of the members of our podcast team in his baseball gear, but Michigan State Picked up a victory today over the Western Michigan Broncos, 3-2. Baseball is officially back in East Lansing. Two of us were at that game today. It's, 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 it's exciting stuff today, guys. I'm once again joined by Kyle Hattie to my immediate left and Alex McCray. How are we doing today, gentlemen? I'm doing very well. How about yourselves? After that game, I'm doing great. Yes, Mr. Hattie and myself were both present at the McLean State Baseball Stadium at Cobes Field. For the first game of the 2019 regular season home schedule for the Spartans, as I said, they picked up the victory, three to two. It kind of feels good to have baseball back on campus. You know, drive, d- ride your car, ride in the bus past the stadium, and all of a sudden, there's all uh, oh, they're playing baseball out there.
2: Yeah, I was on the way to the meeting tonight, and I I passed by and I saw that they were playing some ball in the field. It was real nice, real nice seeing that again.
1: Huge night tonight at at WDBM Sports. We are the third podcast to record here in the beautiful Studio H at Impact. We have women's basketball. We have men's basketball. We have baseball. We had a meeting. We are all buzzing and energetic. Let's just get right into the action. First catching up with the latest games MSU has played. Obviously, they have played Western Michigan today. We'll get into that one in a moment. But last weekend they play. They opened Big Ten play with a series at Nebraska. They were swept at the hands of the Cornhuskers, four to one, five to two, and six to two. We really quickly revisit our predictions, and we have a winner, winner, chicken dinner for our predictions in Lincoln. And who would that be? Uh,
2: that would be me. I uh, I said last week that I didn't really see any wins coming out of this weekend, and uh, unfortunately, I was correct. Um, Nebraska is a very good team.
1: Nebraska, one of your traditional powers in the Big Ten Conference. Mr. Kyle Hattie and I both had Nebraska taking two of three in that series, but they did indeed secure the sweep at the hands of the Spartans. The Bats struggled once again in this series for MSU. Kind of an interesting series, though, because on Monday, or excuse me, on Friday, the Spartans played a doubleheader because on Saturday the weather was forecasted and ended up being terrible in Lincoln. So they played the first two games of the series on Friday, concluded it on Sunday. But that made sure to that gave them an opportunity to make the short drive over to Des Moines, Iowa, to catch a little Spartan basketball, watch them defeat the Minnesota Golden Gophers, and go to the Sweet Sixteen. That was kind of a cool moment. Did you guys see that? Like on Twitter, I did. I did
2: see that. That was that was pretty
1: cool. Gotta love the school pride. Teams supporting teams here on campus is always a cool thing to see. Looking at the box scores from the weekend in Game 1, Mason Erla had the nice start for the Spartans. Six and a third innings pitched, six hits, two earned runs. A nice job, too, with six strikeouts in that game, but not much on offense as the Spartans only were able to muster up one run in that game. Bryce Kelly had a hit. Adam Proctor hit a home run, his fourth home run of the season. Moving to the second game now, Mitchell Taransky lost the game, now falling to 0-4 on the year, five innings pitched, nine hits, three earned for him. Once again, not too much going on offense except for one hit from Zayid Walker, the freshman, Bailey Peterson had a couple of hits. Other than that, still not a lot of stuff going on for them. And then the concluding game on Friday, Jared Olsen got roughed up a little bit, only went four innings, three earned runs, and once again, the bats really didn't show up. But I would say that the the main takeaway from this series is that the bats struggled mightily once again. They didn't score over 2 runs in any of the games.
2: Yeah. Uh you you can't win if you can't score. Um simple simple as that. I mean, considering some of the games that have happened so far this season, uh what what were the finals is 4-1, 5-2 and 6-2. 4, 5 and 6 runs is not an impossible uh, you know. Not at to all to overcome. Not at so, all, especially it,
1: especially with the way they've been playing so far this year.
2: Yeah, the offense they they really need
0: to stick, uh, you know, catch up a little bit.
1: Mister Hattie, are you an offense guy or a pitching and defense guy when it comes to your baseball?
0: I have always been. Um, I've always preferred pitching because it's a lot easier to win one nothing than it is to win seven six.
1: Correct. I agree. I'm a pitching. I'm a fellow pitching guy. It, that's that's one of the debates that always wages on in baseball. Do you like your game where both starters work past 7, or do you like games when home runs are being hit and runs are being scored? I'll always be an old-school guy that likes the pitching. But once again, the Spartans swept at the hands of the Cornhuskers, did not get the bats out in that series. We're going to go into our biggest takeaways from that weekend series. Starting off with myself, I think easily the biggest takeaway from this weekend series was, one, Mason Erla. Six and a a third innings pitched, just looking at his line. Six hits, three walks is problematic, but six strikeouts, a pair of earned runs. He's a guy that's really been struggling in this non-conference slate, an ERA over seven, if I do believe. He's also a guy that gave the Spartans good length and good endings last season, had an ERA of around 3-7. This was a very encouraging outing for a guy like him, and he's going to be, in my opinion, one of the guys the Spartans need to lead off the weekend strong. To give their team momentum, it I think it all starts with him pretty much every weekend, in my opinion.
2: I, I would agree with that. I mean, you you have to have a, an ace to carry the staff, and he he needs to be that guy. Uh, he
0: he he needs to be the workhorse. Yeah, if you if you have an ace that sets the if you that starts the weekend off on a good foot, that can kind of kind of start a snowball effect. That Kyle,
1: Hattie, sorry to interrupt you there. Oh, you're good. Anyways, your biggest takeaway from this weekend series at Nebraska.
0: Uh, besides the lack of offense, we already touched on. I like the signs of life from pitching. How uh, we kind of uh, got into it last week. How their ERA was skyrocketing towards seven, and uh, the first game of the series, they they only let up four, and that's very manageable for your bats to keep up with. So that that's impressive, and they should keep that going. Swing it over to Alex McRae.
1: So far, two pitching keys to this past weekend. What is your key? hint hint it's not pitching
2: well uh i, I think uh, it, it showed that there's there's one guy on this team who really seems to be carrying a lot of the load on offense and he didn't do a whole lot this last weekend and that's marty Bikina. uh you know he has 19 hits 3 home runs 14 RBIs um well
1: 15 now after today actually had the uh, the game winning sack fly that is correct but big big hit big well not a knock big yeah contact of the ball with the bats and yes. an out recorded play.
2: Uh he he really needs to uh against big Big 10 opponents uh continue the production, the clutch hitting, the clutch, you know, uh scoring opportunities that he he provides.
1: I 100% agree with that. He's a senior. He's one of the leaders of this team, one of the veterans that's been around and a guy that's been able to consistently drive in runs and even hit some home runs for them. He's a the guy they're going to need headed into the rest of Big 10 play. Kind of going quickly overall. We'll start once again with Mr. McRae. If you could give the Spartans a letter grade for this weekend series, what would it be?
2: Well, um, it's hard to give uh, you know a ton of positives to a team that got swept in a three game series. Correct. I felt I, I felt
1: kind of silly writing down this yeah. weekend grade. Thing. Um, it's all I'd, about
2: being productive. Probably a, a D. Um, I mean, it it showed some signs of improvement. But yeah, there's still a lot of work to do. Uh, you can't you can't
0: really encourage losing that that much, Mr. Hattie. What say you? For the signs of life from the pitching staff, I'll give a C minus. C minus. I think that's
1: fairly generous. In my opinion, I'm going to give him a D plus. I liked some of the contributions they got from the pitching, but just struggled so bad. So many of these starters had O for 11s, O for 12s on the weekend. You just can't see that, especially in Big Ten play. If they were to win one of those games, I'd bump it up to a C plus because you know I, I am a pitching guy, as you know. But we will stick around. I'd say it averages out to somewhere D plus to C C minus range. But we'll get into today's game now. The Spartans defeated the Western Michigan University Broncos at McLean Stadium by a score of three to two winning their eighth straight home opening game. They're now 11-1 and under Jake Boss Jr. in opening games. This is the first time they opened their home slate with Western. It, it felt good to, for them to get out there after getting that Central Michigan rain out. But kind of overall, just this is obviously spitballing because we unfortunately did not have time to update the document because we sprinted here from McLean to do this podcast Overall impressions from the first game we've seen at home from the Spartan team?
2: Well, um, the, my my initial thing. We were watching the game here uh, uh, during the meeting, and uh, defense is still seemingly an issue that needs to be solved. Um, I, I believe, how many errors were there officially? I, I, I saw three. Three errors. Um, okay. Mr. Hattie is right. Okay, three errors. I mean... Not horrible, but you still need to clean that up.
1: A hundred percent. I mean, any error. I mean, the, the, we we went over their fielding percentage in this la- in the last podcast we did. Sloppy, sloppy baseball. I mean, it doesn't help the pitching. We talk about how the pitching has struggled this year. It doesn't help them at all if they're not getting defense played behind them. Like you mentioned, Kyle. I don't know if this was you, Kyle. Did you write the comment about starting pitching in the document, or was this Mister McRae? Uh, it was this not was me. me. It was. It was you. Yes, it was. Please elaborate. Ah, don't um, mean to put you on the spot.
0: Oh no, uh, I wrote that after. Uh, I think after the third inning, when um, who's the starter today?
1: That will be Jesse Heineken. Yes. Heineken. Man, I cannot pronounce his name.
0: When Heineken got pulled after um, uh, you know, uh, letting up two quick ones, I, I, th- I thought the starting pitching failed him again. They, they should have expected a good five, six inning out of him, and they just. What do, you, what do you play? One and a third. Yeah,
1: Jesse Haken and went. Yeah, one one and two thirds today from him. Surrendered both runs. One of them was unearned, I believe, due to the errors. But still, short outing for him.
0: Yeah, um, when you play not even two innings and you get your team in a hole that of oh, multiple runs, it's not good.
1: I agree. I was talking about this with our sports editor, Mister Kyle Turk. Shout out Kyle Turk. The the worst kind of baseball game, in my opinion, is in, at any level is the one where they have to go pull the starting pitcher in the early parts of the game because all of a sudden you're dealing with bringing all these pitchers in and making constant pitching changes. And it just gets to be a messy game. Kind of my least favorite baseball game. But getting back into the action, really, the Spartans won it on a Marty Bakina sacrifice fly in the bottom of the eighth inning. Indigo Diaz slammed the door with the save in the top of the ninth inning. Marty Bakina, a guy that you... Mr. McRae, yes, sir. You are you're a, you're high on one Marty Bakina. I mean, his production's been there offensively. You can't really deny
2: that he's seemingly the most important player on their offense, except for maybe Bryce Kelly. Um, but he he needs to keep that up if they want to keep winning games.
1: Another kind of impressive moment from that game, in my opinion, Zaid Walker, the freshman. He had a runner on third base with he had a runner on third base with one out. He He could have done too much in his first home game at McLean Stadium. He could have overswung. He instead just got a fly ball deep enough to center field to score the runner from first base on another er from third base, excuse me on that sacrifice fly a really mature at bat there from the freshman, but kind of just looking at some overall themes that happened from today's game, kind of interesting that Indigo Diaz was the guy that went out there and got the save. He's made four starts this year. He's a guy that obviously has extremely nasty stuff. The community college transfer—I mean—he throws straight heat. And you got to think that even even though he is profiled as a starter in his career, if you were to slide someone like him into the closers' role, you, you got to think that'd be a big weapon for this team if he can locate.
2: Oh yeah, um, you know you, you typically throw guys that have you know a, a big arm like him. You throw those guys into the bullpen, especially if they won't have been able to figure things out on the starting end, which he hasn't really been able to do so. So far, um, but he could he could be a real weapon at the back end of that bullpen if they're able to utilize him correctly.
1: Kyle, you saw him in person today. What do you think of the arm of Indigo Diaz and how that profiles
0: at the back end? Oh, uh, I love it. I I think like his mentality of I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw a ball fast and you could swing a bat. I love it.
1: Very nice. Awesome. Put it put it very simply. Very nice, but
0: also a little bit of a dangerous precedent there because yeah, he, I agree.
1: You know,
2: he that. You hit him mean you you throw a ball fast, ball gets hit hard.
1: Exactly. You know? Yeah, like the one I know what I, I can't remember what player it was for Western, but they hit a they hit a single in that inning through the hole between shortstop and third base, I think it was just nailed. That's one possibility. And then the other, of course, he needs to locate. He was a little bit wild at times in this ninth inning. But just looking overall, you know, is this this could be a could this be how big of a momentum changer could this be for the Spartan season? To pick up a win only their fourth of the year and kind of come home a little home cooking would that be how much is this going to affect that team starting to play some games at home at McLean oh
2: it's uh it's got to be great um you know I I said last week that home field advantage in baseball is a little overrated and I'm maybe it is maybe it isn't um but it it seems to be that there is you know at least a little bit of comfort not having to leave your apartment uh, you know, for an extended period of time, like they've been. So,
1: that was the 22nd game of the season for the Spartans. They played the first 21 away from home. That's good for the fifth most road games to start a season in the NCAA. The Western Michigan Broncos, their team on the in the opposing dugout, they will they have not they've played 22 away from home, but they will eventually play 33 games away from home before starting the year at home. I wow, saw that, and that, that just is, jumped off the page when I saw it today. That is crazy. That's, wow. That is the epitome of a grind. It is. Oh my if you goodness. ask me.
2: How do you go to class with stuff like that? Yeah, that's I don't
1: ridiculous. Get it. They must be all taking summer classes or or, t- or doing all their homework on, on the bus. Online classes, i That's guessing. what I'd imagine. I'm guessing. I mean, do that's one,
0: borderline ridiculous. D1 Athlete Struggles.
1: D1 Athlete Struggles, indeed. We'll transition into our State of the Spartans segment, the second State of the Spartans segment so far. Actually,
0: uh, if I may, can I touch on one more? Oh, thing? Oh, feel free, feel free. Um, it was a good win. It was a good momentum changer. But I, I, um, when I look more at it, I think they might have got away with something with a game they probably shouldn't have won. Why so? How so? Um, when you well, when you look at well, um, well, of course, uh, Michigan State committed three errors today. They allowed Western uh to get nine hits, and then uh, Western Michigan also left fourteen guys on the base base pass. <sighs>
1: that's a big number. That is, and you, you uh, Yeah, that's a big number. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm having a hard
1: time comprehending that. They did leave a lot of ducks on the pond today and a lot of runners in scoring position, too.
0: Oh, tons. I, I remember a couple, like, multiple innings when they left the guy on third. Oh, yeah.
1: At least three, I think, if I do remember correctly, I, and yeah. including the last out was recorded when the r- runners at first and third. Oh, yeah. The, they got the, um, hard to win when you leave that many opportunities sitting on the field.
0: That's what I was going to say. You, you can't expect to keep playing like that and win against good teams. Good I, teams score their guys when they're in scoring position.
1: I 100% agree, and that was surprising, too, a western michigan team entering the game hitting 298 as a team, maybe a little bit of a surprise. We'll they, keep
0: they bet 250 today.
1: 2 yeah. Definitely a letdown from a part of their team that should have been better. We'll keep our state of the spartan segment briefer as we've already discussed a pretty good amount of it. Michigan State now sitting at 4 and 18 on the season overall, 0 and 3 early in Big 10 play. They will take on the Michigan Wolverines this weekend for a big weekend series. But really, the bats are still struggling so far. We already kind of touched on the fact that will these home games at McLean get this team going? We all kind of agree that they will. I mean, I agree with you, McCray, um, that the home field advantage is kind of overrated in baseball. But I guess we might need to make an exception for a team that... Has played so many away from home. It might just, like you said, it might just feel good to kind of get in a routine in a familiar place instead of constantly traveling.
2: Being able to wake up in your own bed that morning has is, is got to be a relief. A um, little X factor. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Especially after such a tough road trip that they've been on. Um, yeah, you, you can't. You just want to change it up at that point. I mean, baseball is a very routine-oriented game. Oh yeah. You know. You know. I remember the story about Alex Avila years ago. He would shave his beard whenever he went into a slump. and yep. It's that same kind of thing. I Baseball
1: players and their little tricks and things that they do to get hot. It's funny. It's it's funny, really. We've seen a lot of those weird— like, like that 2012 Boston Red Sox World Series champs. Holy smokes, did they have the beards out. That was impressive to see. Kind of looking at the rest of the document, you mentioned one thing, strength of schedule— the, they have the number 15 strength of schedule in the nation. They played, they've played. they played Arizona State this year, who's only lost one game, as well as North Carolina State, who's only lost, lost one game as we continue our State of the Spartans segment. When we were kind of spitballing before this podcast, you called Arizona State your potential College World Series champions. ASU is always
2: a perennial baseball superpower, so, I mean, it's hard to bet against them. I mean, they're a very talented team. They always are. Um, I I I just like the way their team's organized. Second this
1: year. baseman, you Dustin Pedroia, yeah. Ian Kinsler.
2: Well, Ian Kinsler transferred.
1: Yeah, he he. I think he did. He start his career at Arizona State. He
2: started his career at Arizona State and then transferred to Mizzou.
1: Oh yes, that's correct. Ian Kinsler, shout out Ian Kinsler on the Warning Track podcast. Kind of wrapping up our state of the Spartans segment. This Michigan series coming up is a big opportunity for this team to get a, a momentum booster. And then also kind of entering Big Ten play, is this a kind of situation where Michigan State could kind of chop the season schedule in half and kind of begin a new season? Is this kind of a fresh
0: slate, a blank slate opportunity, in you guys' opinion? Absolutely. Um, especially being that Michigan is a rival, if you like, like wins against rivals just feel better. They just, like it just makes you feel better when you win those games and pull out the tight ones. Um, so. If they can take one, two, maybe even three of these, uh, they definitely can start maybe getting on a roll. I I agree. Um, I mean we
2: talked about it last week where Big Ten play, it has to be, you know, a fresh slate. And uh I I stick to that right now. Um I think playing tough competition like Michigan, getting a home game against those guys. It'll be big. Uh, early would, home game too. Would be
1: would be uh vital to turning around the season. It's gonna be a big series. And from here on out, the three of us will be covering lots and lots of state baseball because we didn't make any trips to Tempe. We didn't go to North Unfo- Carolina.
2: Unfortunately, I would have loved to go down south. It was
1: unfortunately not in the budget. But we will be covering some baseball now, kind of wrapping up our State of the Spartans part of this podcast. We talk, Offense has been a big theme of this. We talked about how they were not able to score that much against Nebraska today. Be it a win, only three runs. Wrapping up this part of our pod, what offensive player from last season that was successful, or are there previous seasons that have been successful, do we need we? We're not we. We're journalists. We don't say we. We say Michigan State. What am I thinking? I'm sloppy. Come on. I'm too hyped up.
0: So silly. Clearly.
1: Clearly. I'm all all hyped up about this big win for Michigan State, getting in the win column. But anyways, what offensive contributor – from last season, do the Spartans need to step it up this year? My guy is outfielder Dan Chimaleski. Chimaleski, there's another one. There's another name. We've had a lot of fun with name today, Mr. Hattie. Oh, those. Wow, there were some Western pitchers that there had some, some names.
0: Wow. Anyways, there's a silent SE on the, one of their, on, on the end of one of their pitchers' names. That's, that's ridiculous. Just, that's just Western. That's ridiculous. Dan Chimaleski,
1: my guy. He's a four-year starter for the Spartan team, essentially. Last year, he kind of struggled, only hitting the 220s, but he's a guy that's consistently been able to hit 260, 270, and play good outfield defense in his career. He's a guy that's hitting, that has has been able, he needs, I'll keep it short. He needs to step it up a little. He's the leader of this team. He's a captain. I think he needs to lead by example a little more. I mean, he wasn't in the starting lineup today for the home opener, which was kind of a surprise. I don't know why we'd have to investigate that further. Get Me- out of a funk, maybe. Maybe. Maybe something like that. But he's my guy that needs to step it up. We'll move around to Kyle Hattie.
0: Uh, I actually have the same one you do, Luke. I have Dan Chimlewski. Or Hold on. How do you say that? I've said so many names today. I believe uh, it's... It, the media guy says Shimoleski. Chimlewski. Schim- there we go. Yes. Uh I picked him because, for your starter captain leader you need that you need that kind of guy to step up on offense especially once it's struggling uh my guy is uh first baseman uh Justin Entonsic
2: there we go yes. nailed it got it um he's really not hitting too too bad this year uh but my big thing is as a first baseman typically those are your your power guys yep i'm not saying he needs to go out there and hit you know 15 20 home runs yeah. but Man, he has one extra base hit on the season. I agree. And that is just unacceptable from, from a guy that, you know, should have a little bit more pop in his bat. Um, I mean, 263 is not a terrible average. I mean, no, you'll, not you'll, at all. You'll, you'll take that. And, you know, getting on base is one thing, but if your slugging percentage is sitting there like it is right now for him at 289, mm-hmm. man, you got to get
1: that up. I agree. Especially. In all baseball, you talk about power on the corners. Corner outfield, corner infield, third baseman, your first baseman. Definitely a key for the Spartans moving forward. We will now move on in our podcast, excuse me, to our segment entitled, Hello Big Ten Play. Big Ten Play has finally arrived. Spartans finished up their first Big Ten series of the 2019 season last weekend in Lincoln against Nebraska. 0-3 so far, as we mentioned but they will be thrown into the fire with Michigan this weekend. Looking at the standings from last year, the Minnesota Golden Gophers finished 18 and four in the conference to win it in the regular season. Coming in second place, the Purdue Boilermakers finished 17 and six in conference, followed by Michigan at 15 and eight, Illinois at 15 and nine, Indiana at 14 and 10. The Spartans finished 11, 12, and zero. That is good for 6. four, five, six. Eighth place in the big Ten. Sneaking into that Big Ten tournament. Looking at the Big Ten preseason poll for this year. This, this is a preseason coaches poll that was released before the season started. We'll t- look at the top three teams. The projection is Minnesota wins this conference again, followed by the Michigan Wolverines and Illinois. So far this year, we there is one top 25 team. There's one top 25 team in the Big Ten, and that is Illinois. But really a a competitive baseball conference and maybe one people don't give enough credit to in the national scene.
2: Uh yeah, you you get teams I mean like Minnesota which you don't expect to be very good at baseball but Yeah,
1: Minnesota. It's snowy up there. Yeah, they play yeah. hockey. That's yeah, a hockey Exactly.
2: School. Um but they it, it's a, it's a very competitive conference, you know. It it's not it's not to the level of an SEC or a Pac-12, that's a that's a major league pipeline. I mean, th- that's that's essentially single A baseball at that point. Single A baseball with metal
1: bats—they're insane.
2: They are they are very good. Um, they,
1: they, they they play in those big old stadiums that look like nicer than most minor league stadiums. Oh, yeah. They draw these big crowds. It's crazy.
2: Now correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I was looking at the SEC standings, and I don't think one of them has less than like 18 wins in the entire mm. conference. That's yeah.
1: That is absolutely ridiculous. That's crazy, and that's and that's top to bottom too. It, yes, every <laughs> single team, every single team, it's is the pinnacle dominant. of the pinnacle of dominance. Yes, like you mentioned, you know the Big Ten, a conference that obviously people will you know not look upon with less respect because they play in cold weather areas that they can't practice all year long. But really, some some quality teams have emerged from this conference. Most certainly. Most oh certainly. yeah, Illinois. They had some. They've had some nice teams. Michigan's getting better. Michigan just dropped out of the rankings. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's not to say they dropped out this past week.
2: You mean it's not to say the Big Ten didn't have anybody in there? I mean, the Illinois just jumped in this week, and Michigan just dropped out. They they swapped essentially, and
1: Minnesota too. They're they're a team that's that's playing well mm -hmm. again this season. Yes. yes. We will preview now our teams to watch in the Big Ten season during the 2019 baseball season. Started off here at the host mic with myself. I've got the Michigan Wolverines as the team to watch in Big 10 play, 15 and 7 overall this year. They have wins over Kentucky, that was at Kentucky, and at number 2, UCLA this season. Last year, obviously we mentioned that they finished 3rd in the Big 10. They brought in a big-time recruiting class last year. It was the best I, I believe the best in the Big 10, and they've already had they already have a talented roster. Eric Bakich. The manager, the skipper at the front of the bench for Michigan has really turned his program around in year six. They've really compiled a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. I've watched the Michigan baseball the last few years as I grew up like 10 minutes from there. An impressive team coming up on the Spartans schedule too. They're my team to watch in 2019. We'll swing it around. We'll mix it up. We're going to go to Alex McCrae. All right. Reverse. Um,
2: my my team is uh the only currently ranked team in the Big 10 right now and that is Illinois. They're 17 and 5 overall. Uh their RPI uh which is I know an imperfect stat, but their RPI is 5th, uh which is quite impressive for a Big 10 team. Uh, against the uh they're they're 6 and 0 at home. Um against their the top 3 teams that they've played in the RPI, they they are 0 and 3. But those were all away or neutral site games. Uh, they have at least uh, seven guys in their lineup. Seven guys that have all played at least thirteen games that are hitting over three hundred. Their offense is on fire that's right cu- now. That's insane! Mm. Insane!
1: That's more than a starting lineup. That's lethal.
2: I it, it, it it's I I that offense. No is, just, is just you know ungodly right now. and i
1: think th- i think too they were known for the pitching when they made runs a couple of years ago tyler J. I know i mentioned to you yeah, yeah. a first round pick debuted with the minnesota twins last year but man man can they hit that's crazy mr kyle hattie your pick now from the state of indiana is it purdue or the hoosiers
0: it is the hoosiers because i picked a team that's flying under the radar last year they finished fifth in the big 10 and they are currently sitting in first place in the big 10
1: First place in the Big Ten. Pretty yes. solid. Off to a 3 and 0 start. Is that correct? Yes. Eight game winning streak. I see that on your notes as well. Eight game win
0: streak. Very, very quietly on a very impressive win streak.
1: And two, that's playing some non conference teams. I, I will rep for my Illinois boys one more time here.
2: They have not played a Big Ten game, so that's why they're not in first place.
1: Exactly. Looking out. Hey, the same thing that happens with me. Michigan has not played a Big Ten game yet either. Their first Big Ten game will be against these Michigan State Spartans this Friday at McLean Stadium. Were you going to say something, I, Alex? I,
2: I can't believe you picked Michigan when you go to this school. I, I know, I don't man. believe you.
1: I feel evil doing it. You know, everybody around here, you know, raises the green and white flags. But I had to do it. They're a talented team. Kind of wrapping up this segment. We are unbiased here. Each one of these teams that we picked, are they your teams that will win the conference?
2: I, I, I think Illinois has a really good shot at it. Um. Minnesota could make some
0: pushes, but I I, I like Illinois, Mister Hattie. Uh, they won't win it, but I I see them finishing like third or something. I agree. So they're like your sleeper. Yeah. You know what?
1: Michigan's my sleeper too. I like the Illinois Fighting Illini as well. Didn't win this conference last year, but they have a, they're starting to build a strong program there as well. But I do think Michigan will have a strong season. Speaking of Michigan, the next time these Michigan State Spartans will take the field will be at McLean Stadium against the Michigan Wolverines. They play Friday at McLean. They go to Ann Arbor for the middle game of the series, and then they finish at McLean once again versus the Wolverines once again. Michigan obviously led. Michigan is hitting over 280 as a team this year. The Spartans went 0-4 against the Wolverines last year. A big—I see a a little hand wave there from across the table— Not happy with my predictions so far in this podcast, but we'll get to some more predictions. Big series coming up for the Spartans. Potentially could grab some major momentum headed into Big Ten play. We'll start it off with Mr. Alex McRae, who's not happy with my performance on the podcast today. Your predictions for this weekend?
2: Well, I'm going to be a little bold. Uh, I think think Michigan State can take the first two games here. Uh, In Ann Arbor...
1: Maybe a different story,
2: mm-hmm. but I got Michigan State taking two out of three. I'm the optimist I love it. this week.
1: It'd be great. How how big would it be for this team if they could go grab two Huge. games? Huge. Enormous. Huge. I mean, you, we were talking about the— The, the confidence would be yeah. through the roof. We're talking about the two halves of a season theme. How awesome would that be if they were able to somehow grab two games? That'd be, that'd be a big momentum booster as we slide it over to Mr. Kyle Hattie. What is your prediction for this weekend series against the Michigan Wolverines?
0: I think uh, this rivalry brings up the best in both teams, but I think Michigan will undervalue State for, you know, just uh, like they'll just underestimate them, and then State will take the first one, and then Michigan will take the second too. Not now, bad. I like that take as well. I mean, you, winning you, you, some winning. you see a team who's 4-18 four
2: and, four and rolling in. And, Under, yeah, they could sleep yeah. on them a little bit, especially yeah.
1: on the road. Yeah. Yeah, you know, plus they were pretty excited today after, after beating Western. You know, I know it's a 6-17 Western team, but they were getting excited down there in the dugout. It's, they feel it's, good it's, to be
2: back. It's a weight off their shoulders. Yeah, it definitely. It it feels good to get another win.
1: I sleep a better after a win. You you do indeed. And on that note, on Unfor- oh geez, big lead up to my prediction. I have these Michigan Wolverines, who I am extremely high on this year, sweeping the Spartans. All three games will unfortunately go to them. I use unfortunately because Mister McRae does not like my predictions on today's podcast. But there they are. We will have full coverage of the games in East Lansing. Our baseball beat will be there for this big series against the Wolverines. But the game after that will be against the Western Michigan Broncos once again at Comerica Park. And we'll be traveling there. Impact yes, sir. sports. Yes, sir. The baseball beat is going to head to the major league. We, we got called up to the big leagues.
2: We did. We did. How's it
1: feel, <laughs> gentlemen? We got the opening day roster nod. They're not ready for Can't us. Can't wait. Oh they yeah, they're not ready. We're the sleepy. We're the Fernando Tatís Jr.s and Peter Alonso's yeah. of the world and Eloy Jimenez,
2: Forrest Whitley.
1: Forrest Whitley. But that's exciting though. We're going to we're going to cover a game from the Friendly Confines of Comerica. We're already talking about places to eat. It's going to be fam- What's what's that pizza place you told us? Giordano's. Oof. That might be the move. I can't wait. Also, oh, can't this is going to be exciting. Big things going on on the warning track. Podcast, lots of games. We're going to start getting out to games. Thank you for listening along to this episode, Kyle Hattie, myself, Alex McRae. Let's let's throw around the Twitter handles as we're going to have more coverage of Michigan State baseball. Starting with Mr. McRae.
2: Uh, my Twitter handle is at amac595. Uh, if you want to follow me, great, awesome. I appreciate it. Uh,
0: baseball content, lots baseball of baseball content, content. A lot of
2: sports content in general. Big Mr. sports Hattie. Guy.
0: Mr. Hattie. Mine is. Kyle Hattie, I N, no underscores, no nothing. And I will finish
1: with Luke Sloan underscore seven. Another Twitter account you can follow is at WDBM Sports for full coverage of Michigan State baseball. Thank you for listening once again to the Warning Track podcast, the one and only podcast on all airwaves that covers just only Michigan State baseball. It's an exciting time in East Lansing. Baseball is back. Enjoy your week. You have been listening to Warning
0: Track a production of Impact 89FM. For more Michigan State sports news, visit impact89fm.org slash sports.